You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Castle After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Castle After Show. Bing is for doing, and we are doing another episode of Castle Season 5, Episode 11, Under the Influence. I am your host, Bam Erickson, and I would like to introduce the panel. Hi, I am Paige Sullivan. I'm Samara Bay. And I'm Larissa Shamar. All right, so thank you guys for uh, tuning in to another episode here on AfterBuzz TV for Castle. All right, so this episode was a little different. Uh, we focus a lot on uh, Esposito. Yeah. And his and his character. We stepped away from Beckett and Castle. Totally. So let's let's dive into Castle and Beckett just a little bit because last week there was a lot that was going on with them and yeah. nothing was mentioned in regards to their drama with the ex-wife coming. What did you guys think about that? I thought that was strange to be honest. They kind of dropped a bomb on us at the very end of the last episode and normally when they do that, we come back you know, to something, to turmoil in the relationship or a conflict of some sort. And this time it was kind of like they didn't even acknowledge it. There wasn't even any – it was nice for a change to step outside of Castle and Beckett. I feel like it's consumed this whole season. And it, and it always is a big part of the seasons, but not like this season. And But this episode I didn't really think was the right time to step away from it personally after they – dropped what Beckett, you thought Beckett was going to feel, you know, after the last episode. I don't know. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I feel like even just like a few, like, lines of recognition of we're going to deal with this later would have made us all feel a little bit more like, you know, our hand was being held down the path. But instead they just, like, abandoned us. And they're like, no, it's okay. You don't have to worry about their their relationship for this entire episode. I know. It was strange. It was really strange. Especially maybe it's because we're girls. We're all like, what's she going to do? How's she going to take it? But it's not just that. It's also, like, for consistency, especially because the show has been setting up for you know, many episodes now Mm -hmm. that that's something we check in with and that we really get to follow their lives as well as following the crime of the week and to not follow their lives at all this episode, I feel like, you know, they set up our expectations and then they Mm -hmm. dashed them. I think it's kind of weird because especially when they kind of left off with um, the last episode, dealing with the kids' situation and and even pertaining to this one when Nick Castle and Esposito kind of mentioned about the children that, you know, Joey, the kid in um, tonight's episode, and they just kind of, like, downplay, like, you know, nothing about parenting at all, no, no questions from last week, the episode. So I think it's, it really kind of, like, downplayed Castle and Beckett this week. I'm not, I'm not upset about that. I, 
to me, it was actually refreshing. Now, although mm-hmm. when uh, although when when they were in the room, when Castle Beck and Esposito were in the room, and he was asking about how kids are today, and then Castle said, you know, how he's lucky to have you know Alexis, and she kind of turned out okay. There was one subtle look that Beckett gave, and you don't really know if the the look it could have it could have been um, interpreted a couple ways. You know, when she was when she gave the look, was she thinking like, hmm, you know, about maybe her potentially being a stepmother or her having kids uh, eventually? So it was really small and subtle. Or did it play into the fact that Castle's just silly and not you know mm-hmm. doesn't take things seriously and yeah. didn't raise Alexis? She just happened to be great on her own. Yeah. I think, I mean, I honestly feel like that was maybe Stana, 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 let's go with Stana, Mm -hmm. Stana, um, trying to have her character have a through line that wasn't written into Mm -hmm. the episode. Okay. You know? I don't know. I I agree with you, Bam. It was refreshing. It really was to step away from it. And I think I've said that previously that it was kind of getting boring just being in their relationship every episode. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I just think it was the wrong time. I think they needed to address last episode. And they could have saved this episode for after it's been resolved or even mentioned. Even at the beginning of this, if there was a mention of it. But they started it off, which I, I liked them being, you know, bantering about picking out bad movies, which makes it seem like their relationship is A-OK. Yeah. It's like that we're back at, we're back at like, neutral, which yeah. is very yeah. weird, I like, know. Last week didn't even happen. Exactly. Maybe that's, the, maybe that's yeah. like, the story. Maybe they're not going to go back to her having reservations. So I, I guess it's 3-1, so three you guys... We're all we're all in the gray area. No, yeah. we all no, and honestly, I think we can all start talking about Esposito now because yeah. I think we all loved that it got to focus on him. Yeah, and then so uh, before we you know get into the um the the murder, but Esposito and the kid Joey Malone. What do you guys think? I loved it personally. It was great to see. Mm-hmm. You know, he's trying to act all like their their homeboys or whatever. <laughs> like he knows him and. Personally, for me, at first, I was like, oh, my God, Esposito, cut it out. Like, you're annoying. <laughs> because every episode, we see him as just the cop, Esposito. We don't know where he came from or who he was or how he was raised. Yeah. And he kept saying, I know this kid. I am this kid. I, I was that kid. He did and, seem like he was posing. Yeah, yeah, and I thought he was just saying that. But then when, you know, the episode developed and I was kind of getting sucked into it. Like, oh, your, your wife. Oh, you were left alone. Like, I was getting sad for him, but it was nice to see him. Because he's the funny one. He's the bachelor taking on kind of a parenting role. Or a role of, at least he's concerned about this person and cares about this person. A mentor. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I think they kind of share the same type relationship, just kind of like parenting style. Because Esposito lost his parents and everything. He kind of had to raise himself. And then Joey was kind of in the same situation, too. So they kind of had the same mentality as a young kid. You know, and Esposito, like he said, he kind of knew the kid but really did not know him. But he kind of figured out what he's been going through because Joey was in and out of foster home a lot. And he had his uncle that was raising him, but his uncle was never around. So, like, Joey was just a lonely kid just trying to find his way in life. And Esposito kind of understood that. And something that that I've noticed with Esposito's character is this season, we've seen a change in Esposito. He's had, he's more... He has more swag. He's kind of like one of those guys who kind of keeps his ear, to, you know, keeps one ear into the street. He's always on the latest. He always, whenever there's someone, uh, someone, uh, an artist or someone's famous, he always knows the latest scoop on who's doing what. He knows. Like his line about, it's not yeah. bling, it's shine. It, yeah. <laughs> I learned something. Yeah, and so he's, they, they've really, they've really swagged him up a little bit. And so he's tougher. 
and you can totally see the difference now between Esposito and Ryan. So, like, Esposito was more like the cool, you know, the homeboy kind of cop. And yeah. then you're starting to see Ryan. He's kind of like... Um, he seems like he's getting more and more hemmed in by the marriage and the yeah, baby, the, yeah. the, the, the trying to make a baby or whatever, wherever mm-hmm. they're at with that. And, mm-hmm. yeah, that whole thing with the hand, with the yeah. hand through his hair. Do you and, feel like they're trading places? I feel like, mm, honestly, yeah. they're kind of trading places. But now they were both technically bachelors together. They were best friends. You know what I mean? They they drank beer. They played video games. They talked yeah. sports. And now, with Ryan being in the marriage, I don't think it's necessarily that they're trading spaces. I think Esposito almost has to compensate a little more. He doesn't have his wingman. So he's got to be up on the latest entertainment news yeah. and the hottest rappers and all of that. I think this is us seeing him... On his own. He doesn't have a girlfriend. His best friend's got a wife who yeah. is now his best friend. You know what I mean? I think the tables are turning and he's becoming a new person. And, I mean, who knows if he'll end up like we're all praying with Lainey again. But <laughs> for right now, he's alone and he's got to find himself within that zone. And to connected to the Lainey thing, I mean, I, I've heard a little bit on the... Uh, on the web about the fact that it may be Valentine's Day. Lainey, not Lainey, uh, Tamala's point is like dropping some hints that Valentine's Day may be when uh, a little liaison happens. And it seems like maybe they're setting up that he's becoming a slightly different guy than he was when they first tried it. And also, when they were at the the crime scene, when he was talking about the the girl and um, how uh, Regina King, the older artist, he was like, oh, have you seen that video? And she was hiding this, and he was describing her body. And then once Lainey gave that look, he kind of stopped what he was doing. So you can tell that they're still something going on between uh, Esposito and Lainey. There's a mm-hmm. connection that the two have, and so hopefully we will see them. I think it's more so that he's just kind of stepping out of his comfort zone from being in a relationship to mm-hmm. being a single guy. Yeah, that's so true. He, so he pretty much got to kind of like, he still respects Lainey and still have feelings for her, but now he's just like, I got to kind of be myself, and that's probably why he's like more hipped on everything that's going on, like musically, just kind of like verbiage that he kind of used throughout the show. I am... Um I just wanted to note, I feel like I haven't noticed this before, but this episode, Lainey's scrubs were tighter than I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Literally, I thought they were going to rip at the seams. They were so tight, and I wanted to be like, what medical examiner wears that tight of scrubs? A television one. <laughs> Lainey does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it's true. I think they're trying to kind of... You know, sexify them both up a little. It's going to be interesting to see what the Valentine episode would have. Are they going to get back together in this season or they can continue to flirt, but not really? Mm-hmm. Well, for all of you at home, if you think you have an idea of when they'll get back together, let us know on iTunes. You can comment, rate, make sure you tell a friend. You can download our podcast weekly. Uh, you can also download the podcast app, and the podcast app will help you organize all of the podcasts that you love, automatically downloads them for you so they're always there. And so if you go on there, we do read your comments. We were actually just talking about them before the show. So go on there. Tell us what you're thinking. Tell us what you're expecting. And we will, if it's something good, we might mention on the show, especially if it's helpful to us. Because a lot of your comments have been and they help us research a little more about the show and learn more. Because we don't we don't know everything. So we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. If the comment's really bad, we might put it, we might comment, mention it too. <laughs> no, no, There's no bad not. comments. <laughs> There's sometimes bad comments. <laughs> okay, so... 
so we've uh, we've brushed on uh, Esposito and the Joey um, storyline. So now let's start to dive into the murder just a little bit. So it started with uh, with Josie and uh, Regina King. Yes, yeah, so Josie Re- Lang and Re- Regina King. So uh, go ahead. Yes, no. So Regina. It's very Nashville. It's very, if anybody else has seen that show, mm-hmm. it, it just really reminded me of that because it's the older, wiser, you know, musical artist who's been around a long time and people love her yeah. and the new girl. And it's and people always compare Nashville to, say, you know, a Faith Hill and a Taylor Swift, the girl with the catchy tunes that everybody kind of loves to hate yeah. and the really great artists of your our time I guess and so that's kind of what this was making me feel like who writes songs called call me crazy so funny <laughs> that was so funny I was dying who's that was Castle right yeah yeah when he's talking about Alexa playing that song I was right. like, oh they had to go there didn't yeah. they but it was funny because she's all she didn't look old she's like oh I listened no, to you in grade school was, uh, I don't know but I don't think it was more so old versus young it was who's popular now and yeah. who was not popular and this and that's just like the music industry you know two years ago you know just a couple just a couple years ago you had T-Pain who was hot now T-Pain is not really relevant anymore yeah. now you have other people like Miguel and some other people so just in two three years you can be on top and in two three years later there's someone that comes up and now you're not relevant. So I don't think it was an old or young thing. And you're right. Think- and maybe they actually deliberately did that so that it didn't seem like it was but Nashville. They, but she did say exactly a same line that yeah. was in Nashville. Nashville. That's what yeah. that's what made me think that. Because in Nashville, she says, oh, I used to listen to you in my mom's stomach. And in this, she was, I used to listen to you in grade school. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, I mean, pop stars start when they're 14, 15 years yeah. old. So this girl might be 25 and this girl's 15. Mm-hmm. I mean, not... She's not old, but I wanted to see more of a difference. They looked the same. They looked, they dressed the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure the music was very similar. Uh, but I hear what you mean about, you know, everybody is trying to climb to the top, and you have to fight to stay there. Mm-hmm. And obviously Regina fought really hard. Fought real hard. Yeah, poor thing. <laughs> oh, really, man. Well, it's interesting because it was set up from the very beginning that we were supposed to hate her. I mean, that scene with, you know, her barely getting up out of bed to give the cops the information that they needed and then putting her, you know. Yeah. So for her to end up... Did you guys notice when when, um, when Beckett looked at the um, at the, the tray? I couldn't tell what was in it, but, uh, but Beckett was looking at the... Was it drugs? Because she pills? was drink, drink, having her morning aspirin with champagne instead champagne. of water. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, like you do. Yeah, you know... Mm. That's not a cure. Bam wouldn't know. Pam, Bam would not know. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't know our pain. No. Yeah, I don't. So that's, that's for real? Yeah, no, People no, we do don't taste. do that. I mean, <laughs> I'm not saying that I you wouldn't guys, recommend it. I'm sure um, people with a problem may, yeah, may do know, that. They continue Maybe. drinking the next morning. Or a certain lifestyle, a certain mm-hmm. lifestyle, which is, well, I think, what know. they were setting up with her. Well, yeah. she, yeah, but like you said, they really set us up to hate her. You yeah. Know? It's just kind of like, ugh. Which is interesting because often, you know, it's a surprise. We're caught off guard. But I have to say this, this episode still kind of surprised me because I, you know, even when we saw the previews last week, we said, oh, that girl killed the other girl. We didn't know which one, we didn't know which one died, but I thought one of the pop stars died, which is not even what happened. That's what I thought was playing out in the previews and that's. Not what happened. That was a really good twist because yeah, we did. Well, I did think that one of the pop stars was gonna was was gonna die, but then as the story continued to progress, then I figured out that it would eventually lead to Regina. You did between the two of them. Yeah, yeah, because 
who else was there to turn to because everyone's alibi kept, uh, you know, mm-hmm. kept checking out. Checking out. Right. And I, it was set up that she was desperate. Mm-hmm. So that leads to motive for something. Yeah. I still thought the whole time I really did think it was Shane. Shane. I really did. Mm-hmm. And it was really, it really irked me that it made me sad to see this Joey kid really idolizing Shane mm-hmm. and really thinking this guy cares about me, this guy wants the best for me. And to think that, I know it's a TV show, but this obviously does happen in real life. I mean, probably less than we think because of the yeah. show, you know what I mean? And the way Esposito makes it seem that there's one of these people for every bad kid in town. But it's sad to think that a, a young, impressionable boy can be taken advantage of like that. And that was that was hard for me to watch. So it made me think, yeah, of course he'd kill this girl. And that's what I thought the whole time. I think it's more so because with Shane, Shane, he was not like a mentor, but he was a support factor. Cause every time a little kid got in trouble, he'd go bail them out of trouble. Mm-hmm. So it's now like, you owe me. So now you're working for me. And so the same thing with um, Holly, you know, the DJ. Like, Shane bailed her out of trouble like when she, like several years ago when she was, like, going through a hardship. Yeah, but he got them in trouble. <clears throat> He's the one putting them up for these jobs. I mean, it's his duty to bail them out, mm-hmm. but, in my opinion. But it's, it's like the same thing. He just kind of take advantage of, like, younger kids mm-hmm. who don't but have the parenting style. amazing is that, you know, the kid actually had a real sense of loyalty. It wasn't just fear-based. It seemed like he actually really wanted to protect Shane until, obviously, Esposito showed him. But that's also... Why not? Those are the rules of the streets. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us more about it, Pam. You he heard he, he's like, I'm not a snitch. <laughs> yeah, you don't snitch on you don't snitch because again, he knows that you know he has bodyguards. He sees guns. He he. Yeah. Joey knew exactly that he was not to snitch and that his loyalty is to him. And although I knew that that would happen, where there would be a video and they would show him to prove that he's not loyal, yeah. I saw that coming. But again, I still found the whole entire story uh, storyline with this profession. So let's now just get into the murder. So Holly's killed. Holly's the DJ, and at first yeah. we see her DJ DJing, DJ. Yeah, and DJ. we see her with her gun. So we don't mm-hmm. exactly think she's going to be the victim. No, I that thought is. she might be the murderer. That was yeah. my first thought. I was like, oh, that's a weird twist, and yeah. I was already kind of thrown off guard. Mm-hmm. But you saw the hooded boy running yeah. away, which was Joey. Joey. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first we think, once we found out she's dead, we try and figure out, you know. Who killed her? Why'd they kill her? Uh, there was really no motive that anybody could think of yeah. off the bat. And it was kind of until we found out about the stealing thing, they kind of like looked into it and there'd been. And then questions. right around the same time, there was the neighbor that we we hear. Angry man. Mm-hmm. What's his MC Thug? MC Doug. Well, it turns <laughs> out to be. <laughs> to be MC, yeah. Doug. MC, MC Thug. Thug was hammering on our door. Oh, because she stole the bracelet. And that's I have how the. S- I have such a problem, council writers, <laughs> with naming him MC Thug. What the hell? I'm sorry. Is it a little on the nose for well, you there? Have you not scared of him, Bam? Did you see the ah, mugshot? Ah. I was afraid. Luis is really yeah. scared. Right. <laughs> MC Thug, council writers. No, 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 no. Can we get a new name? No. What would you have named him? Yeah. Um, Brian. Bam. <laughs> He's a rapper, right? He's a rapper with a record. I would have named him MCABTV. That's yeah. what I did. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, God. So creative. Yeah. I mean, I, I get where they were coming from, because even when he's being interrogated, he's like, you're going to take my mugshot? This is good for my street cred. I don't even believe he's, like, really a thug. I feel yeah. like he's 
a fake thug, you know, mm-hmm. for his... It's his image. Image. It's yeah. Like because he is a, uh, he's probably more of a hip-hop rapper, and because of his Im- image, he had a clean-shaving head, kind of muscular guy, so they kind of feel like he, he might be very intimidating because, hey, his image makes him look like he's a street king. Yeah, and he's talking about my girl, what's her name, Dakota. Dakota. The first one. So she stole her bracelet, and that's where the whole theft comes in. And then he's yeah. my, my girl, Kaya. He's yeah. sleeping with all... No, I wasn't up there. Oh, with Dakota? No, 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 Kaya, that different girl, different girl. Like, mm-hmm. eh. Ew. Gross, gross <laughs> me out. Don't these girls know better? No, no. they don't. <laughs> no, they well. do not. No, they don't. But the when uh when MC Thug revealed the whole um the jury being stole yeah. that he that that um that uh DJ beat stole from uh from his girl, that's when the story catapults. Starts, it, evolves. Yeah, it evolves yeah. and it catapults and then that's when the story gets good. So then after that, then that's pretty much how the investigation... And we do have the, the Tyrese thing introduced. Yes. Because of the phone, uh, number. Of the phone number on her hand, on, yeah. the, on the victim's hand. The, Which, I almost said the Vic. That yeah. would have been Vic. really cool of me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the Vic's hand. Been very castle of you. Yeah. <laughs> Beckett, Beckett, really. She got slain yeah. tonight. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so they find that he's a, he's a record producer yeah. with his own studio filled with fancy equipment. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, they find him also filled with Josie recording stuff. Yeah. And uh, so we go to him because the number's on the hand. Yeah. Doesn't really lead anywhere. Uh, so they go to, the next is her, her technical assistant. Her assistant, Paul. Yeah, but it's not him who was with her that night. It's Joey, and it turns out every yeah. event Joey's worked, something's been stolen. So, yeah. So we think maybe Holly's catching on to that, and, and Joey killed her. But they know better. Joey didn't kill her. He looked shocked when Beckett said it, and he did genuinely yeah. look because they upset. didn't because they didn't know that Joey was a little Minor. 14 they didn't know yeah. he was a 14 year old boy he was like yeah. a baby like when I saw him I was like oh he's a baby yeah. but you know the crazy thing is same way they kind of gave like MC Thug the name they gave Joey the name Monster and Beck is I mean and Castle's like describing him as he like big guy with like mm-hmm. long hair like burly type guy and he goes and Esposito's like no don't really say anything but when they actually walk into the room and see this 14 year old kid and he, Castle kind of stunned like yeah, what kind of monster is this guy? You know, mm-hmm. he possibly could not kill, you know, Holly because he's a he's a young kid. But Javi even says, you know, they say a kid his age wouldn't do that. And they go, well, in his world, he he would. I mean, yeah. it's not unheard of for a 14-year-old kid who's in a lot of trouble to have a gun and to maybe kill somebody if that's what he's told to do uh, to earn his rights or his place. I mean, But his reaction to Beckett is more revealing. Exactly. Yeah. And he genuinely looks shocked. And that's when they come to the conclusion of there's an upper guy, which is yeah. Shane. I think when Esposito tried to come in and be befriend him and like, hey, you know, I know what you kind of going through and everything and he kind of sits back like you know you don't know who I am but at the same time when Esposito showing the picture it kind of takes him by surprise like who would kill Holly like that and he kind of gets that worried look on his face mm-hmm. but at mm-hmm. the same time he has to keep his guard up yeah he still want to be loyal to Shane yeah but so Shane has an alibi though mm-hmm. kind of yeah I, I thought he bought the alibis, to be completely honest mm-hmm. with you. Because Until it became about the cabbies and everybody. Yeah, and, and everybody it's... was confirming it. But, he, I mean, he torched his car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he he hired Joey. I love, that's got to be, the that's gotta be like, the most relaxed anybody ever talks about their beloved car catching mm-hmm. on yeah. fire. <laughs> I was like, uh, 
Oh man, that would so not be my reaction. <laughs> no, no. What I also thought was interesting is when Esposito goes to the bar to to go confront. Uh, <laughs> to confront so tough. Jane, so tough. There's a bodyguard, and so the bodyguard, you know, some this real big buff guy. <laughs> yeah. And he asked the um, he asked the bartender for some ice, and then he goes and kicks him, and you know. His jewels, yeah, <laughs> and he gets in, and you know he arrests Shane, which I thought was interesting. I think Esposito kind of took on like two roles upon this episode because mm-hmm. he kind of came as like the hard cop, really trying to solve the crime because because of Joey, because he mm-hmm. know Joey did not do it, but at the same time he's actually being a mentor to Joey mm-hmm. too. So I, I think he did a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a nice episode for for him. For it sure, it was pretty impressive for that that yeah. we really got not only his parenting side, yeah. his paternal instincts, but also his tough cop side. I mean, those are two different mm-hmm. things, and he did both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, but it all kind of wraps up, which I didn't see coming. He never stole. Joey finally when when what Bam mentioned was when he saw the video that uh, Shane would let him go to jail, didn't care, wipe his hands clean of it. Right. Uh, that. He mentions, you know, I was told to steal a cell phone. That's all I took. He's like, I stole a cell phone, passed it off to Shane, and that's when Holly, you know, found me, and she went looking for it. So follow the lead back. It goes to Tyrese's. It's Tyrese's cell phone. And Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like, what could be on his phone that's... And the fact that he didn't report it missing was suspicious. Made you think he killed her. And the reason that he didn't report it was because the phone was brought back to him. Well, it wasn't brought back to him. He found it in the restroom. Right. Right. So it was missing for a certain period of time. It's not that odd. I've done that. Like, (laughs) put put my phone somewhere in the bathroom while I'm washing my hands, and then I walk out. And then I did it in a casino, and I'm running back. I'm like, my phone! (laughs) Still there. (laughs) It was still there. I did that once in New York, not still there. Uh, (laughs) I mean, but you look at you in the house... Like a house full of individuals and stuff. Nine times out of ten, you leave your phone in the bathroom. It's not going to be there when you get back. Well, you know what? I would think that a couple years ago that would be the case. But with phones now, I feel like it's almost pointless to to take someone's phone because within 30, 40 minutes, that phone's going to be shut down. It's going to be shut down. Did you not watch the news yesterday? The guy who tracked down? No. Yeah, through through the dating website? Is that the one you're talking about? He, like... Found you can track you can I, track your iPhone and find yeah. out and he found out the person and he, he pretended to be a yeah. woman and mm-hmm. dated him, him online and then they met and he's like I want my phone back. This was a New Year's Eve thing, yeah. And we yeah, lost it on New Year's like a fight. But but <laughs> that's true though. If if you had taken his phone for real, I mean, there's track my iPhone. You yeah. put passcodes on it so they can't even get in. Mm-hmm. You can shut it down remotely from anywhere. So yeah. it's, it's I mean, right. But then also wasn't. Wasn't his phone only missing for a short a period like of time? Like an hour. Yeah. Two hours. Uh, so, but then, okay, so getting back to the plot, then we find out that, of course, the phone is not just a phone. It's also the key into the studio. To the studio. Which, so then we now we finally get to see who would want to be in the studio. That that right. makes it clearer. That, that makes it more clear. Who would want to be in the studio? So we know it's not, obviously, we know it's not, uh, we know it's not Joey and we know it's not Shane because they don't have any reason to musical ties or yeah. and yeah. they have alibis yeah and they're the alibis it, it wouldn't be the assistant so it only made sense that the irrelevant artist would potentially want to be into the, be studio. In the studio especially when it comes down to not just grabbing equipment that's mm-hmm. expensive but actually grabbing the technology the, yes. the album yeah yeah and so it turns out regina obviously was the one who received the cell phone from Shane and Holly confronts her and I doubt Holly expected to see her mm-hmm. and I understand they said oh there was a tussle the gun came out because Holly had a, a gun but why would the gun come out 
in something like that, you know, yeah. call the cops the minute you walk away. There's no need for the gun. I mean, it's- I think that they did a lot more like si- like quiet, serious scenes with Javi, and then had to like cram all of that explanation yeah. in that little teeny thing. With and by the way, we've got emails, and by the way, we got you know, we have you. And I was like, oh my god, there's there's so much in like you know, One, ten you- seconds. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That didn't make sense. Like I could see the two of them having confrontation and yelling or something, maybe a fight. Or somebody hitting their head on the dumpster and dying. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But, but to be shot. Yeah, and just by that, you know, just by that subtle, um, we see the gun at, when the she, at the beginning. But to me, that wasn't enough. And if we know Regina, which, I mean, we don't, but if we know her as well as we, we do by that point, she, she wanted to steal stuff. She wanted to steal files of information. Yeah. She didn't want to kill a human being. You and know? Yeah. Wh- where were the windows? Where, how, how did... That little studio space go from there to her body. Like, like, there's just so much that does not make sense. But it's like... I think it was just outside they made, the... They made it seem as if she got killed behind the dumpster. She, and no, like, she got... I don't think the dumpster was there, to be honest. I think it was probably nearby. Shot her, blood spatter, moved the dumpster. Yeah. Because okay. Shane and his bodyguard, I'm assuming, oh, are right. the people who showed up. And did a little cleanup job. They did the cleanup. I don't think Regina was looking to shoot anybody. I don't even think... Maybe if Holly wasn't from Washington Heights, she wouldn't have pulled her gun out and, like, been carrying it on her. I mean, I think it could have been a much less. I think it was a weird thing. This whole episode was a little strange. Yeah. You know, I love the Javi thing. I think they just should have tied it more into solving that murder or or even cleaned it up a little better, like you said. Yeah. It just seemed a little disjointed. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think they just kind of really just cram everything together in the end just to say, hey— this is the the result of the murder because it, I don't think like stealing somebody files is not worth like shooting somebody over. No, you know even if like when out. when you can just as easily call the cops. It makes from 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 Regina's perspective, if she gets the if she gets the new music and she leaks it all out, it can be bought, uh, it can be downloaded, so she won't chart. So therefore, when her stuff comes out. She she's thinking that okay, her competition is is out the way because if her stuff is leaked, then no one won't won't purchase it and it won't chart. But it just it didn't. I mean, what if she had like instead of trying to leak it, erased it? I mean, that would have made a lot more sense to me. The leaking thing, I feel like it would have made. I'm sure there's backup for backup. it. I think right. that's probably it was the master. No, I know, I know, I know. I know. Yeah. I'm just saying that there was a few things that I was like, oh, this doesn't feel quite I get her real. intentions. It's just the actual way that the murder went down is what threw me. I, I, it, I didn't she, believe it. When we see her doing her little dance in her studio. And uh, that, that was another thing. The conversation that she had when she was dancing, um, when she, you know, after she was dancing with uh, the, choreogra- the, the, choreogra- the choreographer mm-hmm. guy, yeah. just her whole demeanor, like everything was phony. I, it wasn't bad acting, but you can totally tell that she was lying and she wasn't, yeah. she was a bad liar at pretending that she had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she so. was. Yeah. So, anything else before we, um, oh, um, well, I guess we'll talk about that in predictions. So, let's go into news and gossip first. After Buzz TV News. Okay, so for those of you who watch the uh, People's Choice Award, you guys are well, are well aware that Castle took home two awards. Congratulations to Nathan Fillion, Ooh. who won uh, Best Dramatic Actor for the second year in a row. So congratulations to him. And the show also won for Best TV Crime Drama Show. Also, and if any of you guys are the ones yeah. who voted in, then mm-hmm. congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> 
It was exciting. And they were tweeting. Seamus was doing a lot of tweeting mm-hmm. and a lot of pictures. And it was really cute. I don't know if any of you have noticed. He always tweets pictures of his tie knots. All the time. Yeah. It's like, this is a Windsor knot, or this is a this knot. Like, I think he's a kind of a connoisseur of them. And he was, he, I think he took a picture of all of their, like, ties. Castle was kind of crazy. It was, like, purple paisley on yeah. black. And yeah. he kept shout. Castle was, uh, well, Nathan was shouting out whoever dressed him that night, too. Mm-hmm. So I think he, he knew where credit was due yeah. on, that, on that one. Nathan was also at, um, at the Golden Globes last night as well. Oh, I didn't yeah, see Yeah, he presented. And he presented. Yeah, I quit watching halfway through. <gasps> I know, I know. I saw him in passing, but I couldn't yeah. quite get to him. So I love him. I think he's so personable. I think it's because I see him as Castle, which yeah, I, know I know I shouldn't, but I, I do. Yeah. I mean, the, he clearly there's some overlap. Clearly, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love him. I like him. But <laughs> congratulations. I remember him on Desperate Housewives too. So you know, what'd you say? <laughs> I remember him on Desperate Housewives. Oh. That must have been a while ago. No, it's like two, three years ago. He was. Really? Um, he played the. He played the husband of. Um, of the lady now who's on. Who's on? Uh, this is a good story. Come on, man. Body of Proof with uh, Dana uh, De- um, uh, Dana Delaney. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they were okay. they were husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Oh. And so now they both got their shows. It's all same with ABC. But so that's um, that's the news. Congratulations. Oh, also last week. Um, Castle was number one with ratings. They were number two with uh, with the demographic from eighteen forty nine, but they were still overall number one uh, with uh, with the millions. Castle. So congratulations. Woo-hoo. That's great. Big week. Big week. Yeah, seriously. Let's get into predictions. Mm-hmm. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Samara. Here first. I mean, I gotta go with the Laney Esposito thing on Valentine's Day. I read about Tamala saying that that's happening, and I think it will. I think probably a lot of stuff Just is gonna clarify. What did you read? Um, she did an interview in which she said uh, basically in twenty different ways, I can't say, mm-hmm. but. Dot, dot, dot. And there was lots of like, I know that the audience wants to see it happen. I think they're going to get what they want. So, you know, obviously, I can't, I don't know any more than that. But um, I, I feel like that'll be good. And I, and I think probably with Valentine's Day coming up, they're going to dive back into the Castle and Beckett stuff, too. Ladies first. I think they're going to make it fun for Valentine's Day, but that's a couple weeks away. I think looking at next week, I'm hoping, predicting, they touch base on what happened with Castle and Beckett. I, I want it to be mentioned. I want her to have feelings. Even if she is having a glass of wine with Lainey, I want that. And I'm predicting because we're kind of hanging it. here <laughs> that they'll do something like that. Outside of that, uh, I really don't have anything. I mean, they didn't really leave me thinking anything this episode. Nothing. We know college girls are going to go wild. I know college girls are going to go wild, but within the, you know, the detectives, I don't see any controversy or conflict coming our way. I wonder, actually, sorry to go right back to that. Um, I wonder also if they're setting something up here with Ryan, with all those college girls, if he really is girl crazy and feeling trapped in his marriage or whatever's happening with him. In that that aspect, when I was watching this this preview, I was like, oh gosh, Alexis is going to be there. I was was thinking, Mm, is Alexis going to be college girl gone wild? And Castle's going to take back his statement from last week saying Alexis turned out all right. Because remember when he saw her at Comic-Con or whatever and she was dressed in that yeah. yeah. That is a prediction page. Yeah, I think that... Bold. I mean, I think 
you know, she's a smart girl. She never really seems like the kind to Everybody get crazy. To no, but, but she's got boyfriend after boyfriend. Yeah, so who knows? Everybody likes to party. Mr. Larice, <laughs> Shamar, what's your prediction? Um, I think it's going to be more of a Castle and Beckett over the next couple of episodes. And I think it, uh, I'm looking forward to that. Cause they, every time they kind of step away from Castle and Beckett, they always come back pretty strong with like an episode where they kind of intermingle a lot more. I want to see the captain. Ah, oh, that's yeah. true. She hasn't been on it. We haven't seen her since 2013. My prediction, um, being that his girl's gone wild, I do think that uh, Castle and Beckett will have, there's going to be some things that Beckett does not like. And so she's going to make it known. So there's definitely going to be some tension between their relationship because there are a lot of half-naked girls. <laughs> So that alone, I feel, is going to cause some friction. Even, yeah, like yeah. 80% naked. Yeah. And then back to um, back to Esposito and the kid, you know, one of the, the last scene of them together in this episode was he revealed his his um, his um criminal record. And, and so they realized that they had uh, um, Joe. Yeah, jo- jo- yeah, Joey realized, OK, you you know, you do have the same background as me. And then he says, you know, hey, you know, um, anytime the anything wrong, your counselor's going to call. And then he gave him his number and said, you know, you're going to call me. You're going to call me. I'm going to call you once a week. And then he kind of and then Joey touched him on the shoulder and was like, you know, you are right. And and then they were betting. And so you saw the connection. So I hope that Joey comes back. Me too. I hope yeah. he comes back. And I think he's going to make the furniture change happen. (laughs) And that's what's going to bring Lainey back in. Maybe, Maybe. but so <laughs> that's a good prediction. <laughs> I think that's one of the good. Oh, but one of the good things is that you know, as Esposito told told Joe, is like you know, it's okay to have like somebody to mentor you mm-hmm. and encourage you. And I think that's a lot with a lot of kids these days. They just need that mentor, whether it's a friend, a teacher, you know, that go get the help. It's yeah. okay, just ask. And you can totally tell that as much as he hated it in the beginning, he really internally was happy that Esposito was looking out for him. But, of course, he had to, you know, show his... He just his, didn't trust it. Yeah. Because he, you know... And he's got to keep his, you know, tough yeah. exterior out. I think but, yeah, but he's once, soft on... Yeah. yeah, but once that video was revealed, he was like, okay, I think that this guy really has, you know... My back. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we know you guys have our back, and we Yay. know that you guys will be back next week as we uh, do another Castle uh, recap here on Afterbus TV. So let everyone tell everyone where you can be found on social media, ladies first. Yes, you can find me, Paige Sullivan, at Paige Sullivan on Twitter and at perfectpage.com. You can find me at, at Samara Bay and the Smarty at the party. <laughs> I said it like that because I the the, everybody forgets the the. Anyway, the at the And you can find Larissa Shamar at truepeoplesmedia.com at truepeoples. And you can find me, Bam Erickson, B-A-M-M-E-R-I-C-S-E-N at uh, Twitter and all the other social media. So we want to thank you guys for watching and we will see you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later.
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.